0: choice I leave to you
1: hello and welcome back to Keanu believe it the talk film society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time I'm Sam Van Haren, assistant editor at TFS, and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. Uh, We've been working our way through his filmography, uh, which we're working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing The Matrix Reloaded. Joining me to talk about the second chapter in the trilogy are Brendan Foley and Shaq Lambert. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? What's good, man? I'm I'm glad
2: to finally be on here, even though Upset is not about the first movie, damn it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone felt uh, saddened worse, that they weren't the uh, lucky people to be on that one. But uh, <laughs> yes, it could it could have been worse. Shaq. uh He's got uh, Keanu is
0: a great actor, but he's got uh, some interesting movies in his career. Oh, Yeah,
1: Brendan was unfortunate <laughs> yeah. enough to be on maybe the worst of his filmography. So wait, 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 which, wait, which one? Which sacrifice. one? <laughs> Feeling Minnesota. Ooh, I actually don't remember that one. Ooh, just listen to the episode instead of watching the
2: Gotcha. I'll say that. (laughs) Because for a second, I was (laughs) like, I feel super bad for whoever's going to show up for 47 Ronin.
1: That's going to be... Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's actually uh, some surprise. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but that'll be a pretty fun episode, which uh, we'll find out pretty soon. But uh, for now, uh, we are talking The Matrix Reloaded before getting into it. Uh, Brendan's been on, so we've already know that he's a Keanu fan. Uh, Shaq, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history feelings about the one and only Keanu Reeves? Oh, man, dude, Keanu's my boy. i was <laughs> just, just gonna
2: be straight up with it. <laughs> I fucking love Keanu. Um, I kind of, the first thing I legit saw him in was the first Matrix. Like, like this is gonna come back often in the show, but, like, the Matrix kind of kicked off a lot of things for me in terms of just, like... It, it was a very formative experience in the sense of like, it was one of the first things that I really fell in love with in terms of film. Uh, there was the first time seeing him. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And, at the same time, I saw that, and then I saw Speed. And those two, I was like, man, oh, man. Keanu's a fucking badass. And then <laughs> I would see just, like, random other things that he would be in. Like, uh, I remember, like, seeing trailers for, like, Sweet November and The Replacements. I'm like, this is the same guy from The Matrix? All right, I guess. <laughs> and then I kind of fell into the camp of, like, this this growing narrative that he was a bad actor. Because he he has a very distinctive style of acting.
1: And... Yeah, and we've talked mm. about it. He's got and he's got his range, and that when he's people have said before when he's operating in that range, it's all time. But yeah, some people uh, mistook that for exactly that. That, that. That's the thing, and he
2: is also like the go-to guy for at least with the Matrix and like something like a um, um, uh, Point Break, where it's just like this guy who's mm-hmm. thrown into this big this new world that he's never seen before. He's such a good audience avatar like he's an incredible uh, Mm -hmm. person at it and more often than not I just end up liking things just because he's in it or I feel like he's vastly underappreciated but I fucking
1: I fucking love Keanu man yeah I'm with you You (laughs) Uh, and I remember yeah I mean people said before uh, that we said in the Matrix episode uh, Mm -hmm. that like it's kind of that kind of thing of where he's perfect for that you know like an avatar for it's perfect for these Matrix movies because like that's what we need, and Neo's, per, you know, he's, I, uh, I've gone on record saying that I think the Matrix, like, Kean, Neo is the role Keanu was born to play, and then also, you know, a few years later, John Wick, like, those are the two, uh, the roles for him, I think, and, uh, right, so, uh, speaking of the Matrix Reloaded, uh, so, we'll start with you, Brendan, uh, do you remember, like, the first time you saw this, uh, your history with it, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I
0: came to The Matrix when I was, the original, when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And by that point, I, I, it was, The the Matrix was like, it was legendary uh, as a kid. It was a movie that like your older brother had seen, your cousins had seen. People would talk about it like at school or in like the locker room and be like, oh man, there's this movie. Uh, People would just describe the scenes of it and it didn't even sound like real. Just the bullets, like how how is that a thing? I I don't get it. so then when when this came out, I watched it, uh, I would have been, this was 2003? Yes. Okay. So I would have been 12 or 13 years old when it came out. So I saw it on HBO whenever it hit. Um, I liked it, but I was also very confused by it. I, I, I definitely, because the first Matrix, I, I watched it and really, really liked it, but I also felt like I understood it. This one, I was like, I, I think I like it. I, I don't quite follow exactly. And... Then when I saw Revolutions a few months later, I was like, I don't like this at all.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and then, and then, <laughs> I, I don't get it, and I don't like it. Uh, so, And that was kind of it for The Matrix, and I would vi- revisit them every few years. I, I never I, – I don't know, and, and we, we could talk about this more, but uh, I continue to admire The Matrix Reloaded, but there's a, it has a lot of problems. I, I don't think it's the disaster that it, – it prequels and things like that, and I don't think it's anywhere near that level of just completely missing the boat about what people liked, but the Wachowskis took some giant swings on it uh, in terms of the story, in terms of the visuals, uh, and it only sometimes works.
1: So, yeah, this will be interesting, because we'll, we'll talk about uh, we'll Shaq in a sec, but uh, for me, I am full... I mean... I know they don't they don't touch <laughs> the first like the first is a perfect film in my opinion like it's right the ideal I mean, sci-fi world build cyberpunk type of right. movie and I think it and it doesn't and it almost doesn't it doesn't need the sequels really like you could look at it which I think which is kind of dumb for some people that have like I mean I love the sequels but I get why some don't but some people have said that right. I've always said that like the sequels ruined the first one for them and I don't I can't grasp that at all. Because the Wachowskis built that. They never thought they'd make another one. Like, they they knew that they were making a very <laughs> weird, interesting movie. And right. the fact that it hit, they didn't expect that. So they told it as it works if, as its own deal. And so... I,
0: it, yeah, if, if if anything, they probably thought they might get, like, a comic book deal out of it and continue to story that yeah, way. Yeah, or maybe a book no, or something, ne- something like that, yeah. Right. Yeah, but, but Neo, Neo taking off is, like, one of the great endings of, like, 20th century cinema. Uh, and, yeah, if that, had been, if that had been the end, I think it would have been fine. But I, there's some really, really cool – and we'll get into it – there's some really cool and fascinating stuff throughout the Reloaded in terms of the way they, they expand the world and challenge their own mythology. That's really, really cool. Uh, I No, I would never – because the whole idea that a sequel could ruin the right. original is just dumb <laughs> on the face of it. I mean – no, it doesn't. I mean, you so, that movie will always exist. It'll always be its own thing. It, you know, sequels might uh, add to that, might may change your feelings towards it, but it can't kill or you know ruin something that's
1: perfect. How, yeah, the first Matrix sure. is, a, is
0: a perfect film. Yeah. yeah.
1: How about you, Shaq? Uh, what was your kind of history? Do you remember the first time you saw oh, it, that kind of? Thing? Yes, one hundred percent. So the first Matrix, I should say, is like. At the
2: very least, it's my second favorite movie ever If not the first So, it had some high-ass expectations And <laughs> I, By the time I found out, yeah, about like The second one, because I was only, what six Six? When, yeah, it was only like six when it came out. But I saw it when I was like seven or eight, and I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And so when I found out that they were making not one but two sequels, I was all about it. <laughs> like, uh, every time I would go to computer class, I would literally replay the trailer in a loop. Which, side note, <laughs> that trailer for The Matrix Reloaded is maybe one of the top five greatest trailers ever made. Like, it's so just perfectly constructed. And... So I had a, I had immense expectations also because freaking they expanded the world in the sense of, like, even, like, multimedia shit where, like, they had the Animatrix and then entered the Matrix of right. the video game, which I replayed the fuck out of because I was like, oh, I want to see the side stories happening at the same time at the movie. So I was like, okay, I need to, like, I need to, like, absorb this too. And so... Right. even though I wasn't allowed to go see it in theaters because I was only 10 and my mom was not gonna let me go do <laughs> that shit my right. dad would have been like cool with it <laughs> but no he was, uh, he was like no not yet uh, so I ended up getting a bootleg of it uh, like right around the time of the mm. DVD release and I was like okay I'm here to see let's, let's see some badass action and I felt the same as Brendan where I was like this is cool but like it's really wordy, and like there's so many scenes of like politics right. and like just conversations. It's like, where's the kung fu? Where's the shooting? And, and there was plenty of that, like, especially because those action scenes right. were way, way long. But at the time, I was like, yes. I don't know if I like this or not. And yeah, <laughs> um, seeing the third one, that's when I was finally allowed to see it in theaters. And that was the first time as a kid where I realized I could hate a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and So when I came out of it, I was like, "That was some bullshit." <laughs> Which, <laughs> uh, so I still had. Very, so yeah. rewatching it, like I've, I've rewatched the second one a couple times, and like, I've there's some things I've grown to appreciate and respect. I don't particularly like it, but I still re- admire mm. it in the sense of, like, yeah, this is this is kind of bold in the sense of like a blockbuster franchise to actively kind of reject what it wants to be. I was like, okay, you know, that's that's actually pretty sick, but yeah, it's I'm just kind of mirroring a lot of Brendan's feelings. I'm like, it's <laughs> not. There's a lot of things it does, really, really. It go it goes too differently.
0: It well, what it what it comes down to what it comes down to for me, man, is that like the first kind of like a Star Wars type deal where they had all these crazy ideas and all this philosophical stuff and all this world building, and no one could understand it. So they had to construct a really kind of simple hero's journey narrative on which to oh then build their whole, own mythology. And then in the sequels, and
2: was like, shit. go for it. It's like, okay. I'm sorry, but you just
0: put it <laughs> clear in my head. This shit
2: is
1: Last Jedi before Last Jedi. <laughs> well, and that, that, see, that's what I love about uh, the sequels. And I, so my, so I remember the first time I saw it, I talked about it in the first one where I wasn't allowed to see him in theaters either, but my, I had older brothers and so they had all seen it. And I remember, uh, I remember all three of them went to go see, uh, reloaded and I had to wait until I basically saw, I probably saw, Relo- you know, when it, when the DVD came out, like my dad got it, we got a projector at my house, same thing with the first one. And I, we made a whole event of it. And I remember, uh, like probably seeing this like a few weeks before revolutions came out. Uh, and then, so I always liked this one. Like I, uh, that, that ending, which we'll, which we'll get to, uh, I did not remotely understand as a oh, kid. Oh, me neither! Now <laughs> I think it's brilliant. And I think we'll, we'll get to that. But, so I just remember flipping out over the... like I was pretty much, you know, I didn't really get it, but I was like, Neo kicking ass. There's Trinity on, on a motorcycle. Right. I'm all in. Like, I... Uh, but now I've come to, you know, uh, on a recent rewatch a few years ago, I'm like... And I was with you guys. I mean, I kind of... I was obviously, you know, I was twelve and thirteen when the movies came out, uh, so I remember like kind of just going along with people. They're like, everyone told me they were bad, and so I uh, assumed they were right. Like people would say about this right. one that, oh, the action's great, but it doesn't make any sense. But I completely disagree now. Like I think they, like I said, can't touch the first one, but I think they, uh, they swung for the fences, and. I honestly think that they kind of hit it. Like, I mean, there's obviously some awkwardness in the in the dialogue and some of the structure that they got better at with, you know, now with uh, To Cloud Atlas and Sense8 and that kind of thing. But they are fully telling their story. And that's what I love about these movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that they weren't making anything for uh, the general audiences. They were telling their story and they... The first one is basically, you know, like an ideal version of the hero's journey mm-hmm. thing. And then this one, these two are basically like, fuck that. That's not real. Let's <laughs> see what, like, let's flip that on its head. And uh, I think it's brilliant. But let's get into the plot uh, of this one. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, um, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's see, do the best we can. Uh, all right. So it starts uh, in media res, or seemingly, which again, I like, uh, it's, Trinity, uh, just the first shot's so cool, like, uh, I mean, the first shot's just a clock, which I like about that, like, where they, uh, they make you think, like, you're about to see something really cool, like, they're zooming in on the, on the code, and then it's just, nope, it's just a clock, it's people punching in. Uh, <laughs> well, it, well,
0: in term, well, getting, getting to the whole idea of these sequels being, like, a rejection of the first one, the first scene in The Matrix is, uh, if, if I remember correctly, it's Trinity, it's a cool, it's a kick-ass scene where Trinity battles the cops and the agents and escapes, in this one, you see Trinity battle the cops and the agents, and she dies. Yes,
1: and she dies. Yep. And it looks like it's one of those. It seems like it's a ending first kind of, which it kind of is. But it's the fact that it's it's a dream. This is just Neo having uh, this vision of a potential future of Trinity dying, and that's kind of what sets off the whole thing. And uh, and I just like how uh, it just throws you back into this world uh, and. We see. I remember being confused... So, like, the first new character we see is uh, the new operator, uh, which is Harold Perrineau as Link. And I remember being confused by this as a kid. Yes! Like I, didn't, <laughs> I was like, why? Because Tank survives the first one, and yet... You thought, he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess he just died in between the movies. I, I think it was more that he just couldn't get I the guess, actor back, oh. but... I think the I think I think the Wachowski's had Yeah, the yeah, active. that was it. I heard uh, that he had asked for
2: more money. I was like, "You're you overestimate your power here." <laughs> yeah, you were
1: in what <laughs> were you in between mo- like that thought you could yeah. request like
0: Keanu money. Like, <laughs> money. <laughs> you you, you weren't you were not the reason people went to go see the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah, but I I think I really I mean as much as I like Tank and Dozer in that movie, I think uh paranoid does a great job as Link and I like the especially in this one where like uh he's kind of the new again he's like uh he's new to the crew uh they've never, and he's the only crew member they have because basically they couldn't convince anyone which we find out soon is like basically no one believes Morpheus's prophecy stuff. Anymore <laughs> he's a crazy right old man. Cause, yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. it's just too bleak and they just can't believe in it and uh but Link's kind of our like the the idea that he's starting to believe because once you see what Neo can do, like, how are you not going to start to maybe believe a little bit? But, uh, yeah, and, like, I love how this movie, it's just like, again, just throws you into this world again. Uh, and we start meeting more, you know, because really we only saw the Nebuchadnezzar, right, yeah. in the first movie. And, and this is more yes. introducing the Pretty much Zion as a of, whole. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so before, before we get to Zion, though, if I get the order correctly... uh There's a whole meetup with all the other cast and their crew who have, like, a meeting in the Matrix.
1: Yep, they meet in the Matrix, Uh, yep, and they talk about how, like, it's kind of suggested that they're, like, a little bit rogue from Zion. Like, Zion approves of them, but at the same time, they're, like, they don't really like that they're messing with shit. Like, they... Some of the Zion core, like, uh, which we get to uh, Harry Lennox's character, uh, where, like, he... uh, Locke, like, just does not approve of the uh, work of these, the hackers, like, that go into the Matrix and start, they're like, you know, we need to focus on Zion, so I like the fact that it's a little bit of an underground, uh, this, like, captain's meeting, and it's it's weird as shit, and, like, but that's what I love (laughs) about it so much, is that the Wachowskis don't care.
2: There's also one of those moments where like it ties into the other things that they release at the same time so like the uh, like Niobe, she gets a message from the Osiris and then I was and then yeah. as a kid I was like, "Oh right. They're talking about like the final fight of the Osiris the the CG short in the Animatrix." And then in right. the end of the Matrix uh... of the game, you go and pick up that package that they leave.
1: And so Yeah, and you play as Niobe <laughs> in that game.
2: Yeah, right? and then so when you get to that uh to that uh, freaking to the uh, the meeting, because I played the game and watched the other thing before I saw the movie, my first instinct was like, "Oh shit! This is the big meeting. It's already happening. This is so cool! I was involved." <laughs> 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 this meeting
0: also, this this meeting also is a thing where sometimes with, especially with sequels, you'll you'll have accepted the world the movie of the world the movie takes place in, and it'll be something that sequel that kind of makes you think, "Geez, this is kind of weird." And when you see. Every single person in like, in the sunglasses <laughs> in the suit, just like so. So does everybody dress like that? Is this that the <laughs> thing in this world is that, that hackers when they go in the matrix they 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 dress okay? That's that's not, that's not Morphe's thing. That's everybody. Does it it doesn't sunglasses. help that like at the at the time in the first one it was like brand new
2: and edgy and stuff. But then in two thousand and three, right. people are already a little bit tired of it. Like we already went through like Blade, two Blade movies at this point.
0: Well and, and and listen the the first matrix again is a perfect movie. It's very much a late 90s movie in terms of the music and the soundtrack. So and so this movie continues to have that you know that you know that super cool like electro dance music for them. all the actions. like it's
1: like oh wow they they haven't changed their aesthetic at all and Four yeah years I, I, <laughs> I I love it for it. I just can't help it. I like yeah. I just think like again that's, I was never the uh, rave guy, or the uh, you know, let but like that's what the Wachowskis thought was cool at the time, mm-hmm. and it like right. and it also <laughs> kind of makes sense that the people that would become that are getting out of the matrix, uh, would be the weirdos, right? like <laughs> they
2: would the, try the, to would
1: repel there, <laughs> the non uh, hacker, you know, <laughs> like right, exactly. Uh, and plus, this is like what a couple months after for, the first one, so yeah, to them, it's still conspiracy theorists, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what it establishes Neo as, right? Like he was a right. conspiracy hacker weirdo that was uh, like it's the loner that uh, finds his culture, you know, finds his uh, community, and so <laughs> and the machines. As, the machines are the disapproving yeah. parents. <laughs> you can't exactly. control me, Bob. <laughs> uh, and oh yeah, so so there's a captain's meeting, uh, and then Smith shows up, uh, and I like how they don't play coy with it like they're not like another sequel would maybe think like oh who's this we don't know who. The-. it's like he looks different or he's they're hiding who he it is adds, but no they're just like no Smith's back he's gonna fuck with a, Neo yeah
0: a, a normal sequel would have held off on him showing up until the rooftop scene and mm-hmm. it would, it would have been like a bit and it would probably would have kept Hugo weaving out of the, the marketing just been like this huge reveal oh my god AJ Smith is back and there's a hundred of them no they turn
1: that card over right away to be like yep he's back and there's there's more than one of him. Uh, yeah, and he like you know and says uh, so he drops off his earpiece and he's like, and again he's not like playing card You know he's like no I'm back. You're gonna think maybe you're going crazy a little bit, but I'm I'm back and like uh, and he and he, th- and he says that Neo set him free. Yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, and then and then yeah he leaves. Uh, more agents show up uh, and then more kick ass shit with uh, Neo and uh, I just love that this is just such a perfect Keanu moment. Where he just says, "Hmm, upgrades," and I just remember <laughs> repeating that over and over again. Yeah, because
2: at this point, uh, it's it's weird to think because in the first one, it's like he's still very new to everything. Like it's him obviously discovering the world for the first time. So at the beginning, it's him basically establishing is like, "Hey, no, I'm basically a super, like a superhuman."
1: Yeah, you can't you can't touch me. Like, let this is. Uh, like, yeah, he just kicks these agents' asses like it's nothing. Yeah, which brings up the first kind of dilemma
2: that, like, originally I would think of. It was like, if at this point he's already a god, how do you make him interesting?
0: Yeah, they they run headfirst into that brick wall, which is how do you make a movie in which your hero is literally god? How, how do you have dramatic like, what's tension next? to that? And and, and so for, 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 I think this, part, this gets to the heart of my problem with the sequels that I would have been wanting – the story I would want to see a character grappling with like what that means, like what it actually means to be a savior, a messiah. Like what 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 what's the cost of that? Their solution is to have him question whether or not he's God or not, which is kind of weird because we know he is. Uh, but so the thing that they set up in this meeting is that Neo, it's been six months since the first movie, and Neo wants to see the the Oracle to kind of get, find out what he has to do next, and she's avoiding him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, she—that—that's that, the thing, right? Is that she's on the run, basically. And no yeah. one knows where she is. Yeah.
1: So he. Uh, yeah. So after this fight, uh, they uh, he does a Superman so thing. Basically, the, the, the Zion calls the captain <laughs> back, uh, and Morpheus wants again. Morpheus, Trinity, and Neo are still looking for the Oracle. they wait. They don't want to move on. They're like, we need to see what the Oracle has to tell us. Uh, so he asks uh, one other ship to uh, stay behind and cover for them. Like and notice, stay behind and wait for the oracle's call, so they can go check in on Zion and uh, please the council. Basically,
0: is, is there I forget, Sam? Is there a reason why Morpheus doesn't? Does because again, his ship has three people on it, and they're asking like, a, and and no one likes them anyway. And they're asking an entire other crew to stay behind in their place. Is there, is there a reason why they do that? I forget.
1: Uh, so it's it's this guy has a lot throwaway line of like that he just wants to see. What happened? Like he uh, like basically that's like right. he's like I'll just see what I'll do it just so to see what uh, uh, Locke does to you basically like, uh, like gonna <laughs> call him okay. Deadbolt, You're a crazy <laughs> motherfucker. So I'm just going to see how this goes. Like uh, see, <laughs> so yeah, basically It's just a just so we because we, we need uh, it's a it's a thing I'm willing to accept just because we need we need these characters to see Zion. We don't we don't want to go to Zion with random characters we just met.
0: Right. I I knew they justified somehow, but I couldn't remember the exact. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so, so they go to Zion, and immediately meet the kid.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, first, yeah, Neo first goes to, like, the Oracle's old place, and she's not there, but he finds the spoon, and so, like, that's, you know, the, uh, but basically he's, like, just kind of lost at this point, like, yeah, I'm the savior, but also, he doesn't really fully believe that at this point, like, he knows that he can do stuff that no one else can do, but he's, like, what does that matter, like, at this point, so... But, yeah, right. what, what, what is, what, what's the next step? Yeah. What's, what's the next trial? So, yeah, they go to Zion, and immediately, uh, first, the this, like, douchebag uh, lieutenant comes out and, like, uh, giving Morpheus shit, but then, yeah, and then uh, the kid shows up uh, again, and then this is more stuff that, this kid's just some random kid that, okay, Neo saved, but he's in the, if you watch the Animatrix, he's one of the uh, characters in one of the shorts. Yes. So. <laughs> See? ties back in, like... Uh, I love in, in their ambition of just
2: like this big multimedia, just a way to connect everything. So, like, there are, like, at least the plot holes that people are like, oh, who the hell is this guy? It's like, listen, there's an answer for that.
1: And uh, it's kind of crazy. Like, both that and the, uh, basically, the CGI world that they create in these movies is like, this, it's crazy how, like, this in The Lord of the Rings came out right around the same time and how they both kind of changed that. Like, you can trace it back to the, both the these connected universe things uh, and just the uh, the technology of how they're made, right back to these movies, and it's kind of crazy how uh, fast you know how like this became the norm for blockbusters. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 weird to think that those scenes of like the the Nebuchadnezzar flying into the gates of Zion. It's I mean, you see a scene like that every, every a couple of times a month now with, with blockbusters. Back in the day, like there weren't really. Sh- Again, yeah, this Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars prequels, cool. like that, there weren't really. Sh- scenes like, like you know, these CGI shots of giant, you know, machines and the, you know the the way that Zion extends hundreds of miles up in the air and down to the ground. But then the other thing that's cool about kind of epic films of this era is they had that that, that CGI element, but they were still old school. Says that with crowds, hundreds of
1: people. Yeah, can. and you know they're building sets <laughs> that are happen to be surrounded by green screen, which uh, you know, right? Uh, Del Toro still does, and some people still do, but a lot of the times now it's like they just, no, we're just going to throw CG at it and, like, hope it looks yep. good. But yeah. that's why these have aged so well. That's how, like, especially this new 4K transfer that I just watched, like, this, these effects mm-hmm. have held up amazingly well. I mean, some of the, like, the, the character animations, not so much, but, like, the environments and the, the machines, right. like, will okay, I'll give better you that, than yeah. most. Because I was like, not, not all the effects work,
2: and we'll get to one of, the, one of them in a bit.
1: <laughs> right But the, in terms of it Like when it's just the Weird sci-fi shit Like it It's like It looks better than Because they They're You know CGI animators yes. are overworked now But at the time They were basically just doing This in Star Wars Like that was it You know Like for, <laughs> uh, Everything else was just like You know This was They were creating technology Specifically to make these movies And Right uh, But yeah So they And I really like how they explore Zion Like uh just they're establishing this world that that we hadn't seen that we'd only heard talking about in the first one. But so the group slip, splits
0: up. So Morpheus kind of goes and so each kind of character kind of shows you different sides. So Morpheus goes to see like the higher yeah, ups on the city. Yeah. Link Link goes to visit uh, his wife. You kind of see the the day to day of people who actually live in Zon, including Gina Torres, who was Lawrence Fishburne's wife at the time in the two seconds. Oh, right. And then ne- and then Neo and Trinity—they just really want to bang. Yeah, <laughs> they really, really want to bang. But Neo is—but ne- but Neo is techno Jesus, so he has all the uh, families of crewmen coming up to him, like begging him for you know the, to bless their, their. Which I thought was a great, great scene. Yeah, actually. and Keanu does uh, so
1: well in that scene. Like the again, he's just like the the savior who doesn't want to be the savior. Doesn't even know what the hell that means. Right. And like the way he plays it, like he just wants to be with Trinity right now. And like he's like right. Uh... I don't like this one woman says, please watch over my son. And she's like, he's like, all right. Like, but it's the scene because it's basically just a couple words and this expression. And he's, we've talked about this in, a, in pretty much every episode of this uh, podcast so far, is that he is such a great uh, nonverbal actor. And it's, just the perfect yeah. scene for him oh definitely definitely like yeah <laughs> like y'all mentioned yeah he's just, he's just trying to fuck
2: and y'all is just like
1: yo please leave me alone y'all are blocking my shit right now <laughs> uh yeah so the and then uh this council is great like i uh, i just i can't get over the fact that uh, cornell west
2: he, here's where we start different council? where i, say, I
1: th- th- was th- not th- a th- fan th- it's cornell west wasn't it
0: <laughs> Yeah, these 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 are the scenes, uh, the council scenes. This one and the ones later, uh, they remind me of scenes from the old from the '90s Star Trek TV shows. Uh, it's just people sitting, very dryly reading space exposition, basically about just stuff. Yeah, it's very dry. The Witrowski's are brilliant filmmakers. They're not great with uh, with dialogue, and this is just a lot of people very blandly reading.
1: Again, just pages and pages of exposition. Yeah, this is where the movie kind of starts to lose me a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I can see that, and I I think most of the counselors, that's true. But like the the one counselor that we actually spend time with, the uh, uh, Hammond, I think is his name. Uh, but like the I, uh, I I don't know. I just think it. I I get what you're saying, and I agree that it's like they're not they're not the they're the weakest scenes in the movie probably. But uh, they're not. We don't really spend that much time with it, so it's really you know like to me, it's like. Uh, we get that they need that exposition, and we need the uh, basically to show the difference between Locke and Morpheus. Like that's really their purpose—is like just to be right. Uh, put them at odds, and that we need the. But and then which we get to in revolutions where they're both needed. Both sides are needed. Both the practical uh, guy that's really just out to save the city. Like that's his only job. So of course he doesn't right. care about what Morpheus has to say about prophecies. Uh, well, so,
0: and the other thing they establish in these scenes is that there's an army of several hundred thousand squids tunneling to Zion right now. Yeah, and they'll be here soon. Yeah, we can't we can't wait on a prophecy because they're like, listen, we need to deal with the problem immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and there's discussion about should they tell the people of Zion? And Locke says no, it'll cause a panic. And Morpheus says no, tell them there'll be no panic. It doesn't matter. Because we have the one and the prophecy is going to become true. And there's
1: this great line that I love that even – you know, like uh, in terms of my worldview of things is when uh, Locke says like, God damn it, Morpheus, no one believes what you believe and – or not everyone believes what you believe. And he says, my beliefs do not require them to. And I'm like, yep. This is why – as messy as these movies get, like the Wachowskis just get to my – they're just really personal to me. So like I can – pick apart some parts, but at the end, it's like, I think it's they're exceptionally well-made, and they just, that worldview is so interesting and so unlike any other mega-budgeted yep. action film that I can't help but love it. Mm-hmm.
0: It should also be, I would also point out that Lawrence Fishburne delivers that line so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's really interesting to watch him modulate Morpheus from... The sort of shaman we knew in the first movie, we still see that character throughout this one. But in scenes like with Locke, with like, you can see him, to- you can see him try to tone that down a little mm-hmm. bit, and you can see that o- almost a bashful side to Morpheus of like I, I had, you know, th- this is someone, this is someone who doesn't, who do- who almost intimidates Morpheus a little bit. This is uh, we we learn that Locke is a romantic rival for with Morpheus over Niobe, yeah. Uh, and so you like said it's just a testament to Lawrence, you know, Keanu, uh, the star of these movies, but. Lawrence Fishburne is a huge, huge part of why they work, and scenes like that are, are very much part of Yeah, why both...
1: It. Yeah, I mean, the casting there in the, the central trilo- the trio of Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity is perfect. Like, no one could, No one else could play these roles, and they elevate everything, you know, like... But it's funny that you said that Morpheus is being a little subtle there, but then we go to the far opposite of that with his badass <laughs> speech
2: uh, in the
1: cave. And I remember... People just make fun of these scenes all the time, but I don't... I just... They're so sincere to me that I, like, I can't... I I can understand not, you know, thinking they're as... But, like, to uh, think that they're purely terrible to me is, like, you're missing the point. Like, it's... You might not... That might not be your type of thing, but, like, it's so sincere that they're they're those filmmakers that I, like, I can't be mad at if I don't like something that they make. Listen, I,
0: I have, you know... As I've said before, I also say in the future I have problems with the whole trilogy. I will go to the mat for the Cave rave. I God love. God damn it! Think, <laughs> I'm a big that guy. I I think, I... <laughs> I think. It's, well, hold on, hold on, let, me, yeah. so, let me let me just say this. I, I, you know, we can question how realistic whatever, whatever it is, but I think in terms of, symbolically, in, in terms of the way the Wachowskis tell these stories, it's the exact perfect way for humans to show their humanity in the face of a machine mm-hmm. threat. Machines, machines don't love. They don't care. They don't. The machines wouldn't understand music. They wouldn't understand any of this stuff. So for a bunch of scared, worried humans to be like, you know what? We're human. We're alive. Fuck it. Let's just have a. You know. Let's just in, embrace this moment. Embrace each other. And, if you, and I think something I caught this time that I had in the past is that a lot of those couplings you see in that sequence are interracial couples, are same-sex couples. It's it's a it's a complete rapture celebration. Like what it means to be human in the face of. I, you know, annihilation. And uh, so, okay. You know, what do you think? i you see your point in
1: the second shot, yeah. but I want <laughs> to just say that like, to me, it's like a precursor <laughs> to what they did with Sensate, like in terms of the, like where they, they're willing to just show scenes of beautiful, you know, people being like sweaty and uh, the showing the bot, like you said, like to show the opposite of the machines, like it, this is what, uh, and then the intercutting, especially between the dancing, and then uh, the first love scene between Neo and uh In Trinity. Uh, Trinity. And I remember being make be, having to uh, close. Eleven year old me having to close my oh. eyes. Oh, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, that's
2: happening." Oh, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be here. <laughs> but the yep. thing is, is that, like now that you say it like that, I get it but I think at the time I was just like this shit is fucking silly like, <laughs> like you guys just immediately established like not too long ago that machines are coming and everyone needs to get, like you don't know if we're gonna die or not well, and they, so this, well, they can't do anything about that night this, so for them to have this weird like fucking music video slash mini orgy whatever the fuck it is I was just like what is
1: happening I hate this I absolutely. But to hate me, this. it to me it's a case of uh, that the the themes and what they're trying to tell is more important than plot. Like I I think the you know how they always say that you know story isn't plot. Like the that this is more there's more to it than that. And like I I get where you're coming from, especially when I first saw. It. I mean I just didn't get it. Like it's not one. Of, I didn't think it was bad. I I don't know. I was never a kid that like. Thought I would just think like, I don't understand this, but that's okay. Like, let's move on to the next scene. But uh, I get it. I can I can see both sides. But uh, and I would also I would also just say that uh,
0: historically speaking, uh, not not to get too too real on this, there's it's historical precedent for when like an encroaching army or or fascism is on the rise, uh, like you know in, in Paris, like when the, when the Nazis were the approach, people do just go fucking yeah. nuts. People do just go, I'm going to die tomorrow or, like, you know, think the bads are going tomorrow, so I'm just going to, you know, get drunk, get laid, go crazy. So I do... Th- I don't know if that's what they're going for, but I do think it is actually in keeping with how humans respond to imminent doom is to just be like...
1: And it's funny that we... Uh, which I will, I'll talk about uh, in the Revolutions episode, but is that they have a scene that's the opposite of that where uh, there's a rave scene in that where it's the the bad guys doing that. And I think that's, really inter- that's a really interesting mirror uh, to both, you know... Uh, and it's almost like there's a rave in each movie, right? Like, there's the Neo first meets Trinity at a rave, and then there's this rave, and That's then right there's on. the final one. Uh, but we won't talk about raves too much. Let's get – there's so much more to talk about. Uh, so, OK. So, after,
0: so right, right after that is a scene where the people that were left behind by Morpheus come back, right? They have the message – they're trying to get out of the Matrix with the message from the – Yeah,
1: and right before these last two guys uh, pick up the phone to get out, uh, Smith shows up. Kills one of the dudes and then uh, assimilates. This is where we see that he's assimilating people. Like, uh, are there right? Guys, I guess he assimilates another. Oh no, yeah, he assimilates one of the no, agents we, that Neo beats earlier. Uh, that's the first time we see it. No, did he? Did did, did did he assimilate one? Did he, I thought what it was was that Neo beats one of the
0: agents and then two agents Smiths yeah. walk in. So you know, he's I literally just rewatched this clip be before it. we started. Yeah, no, it's a second okay. Smith just shows right. up and you're like, wait, what the hell happened? And so this scene, he is similar. to like, oh, that's what he's doing. He's he's, he's turning people into himself. Yeah. Now, I hate this subplot. <laughs> We're talking about things that don't work. I do not like this. I, I disagree, I, sir. I, but go ahead, give me. Give yeah, yeah give me a reason. But, I want to know why. For, for me, it's just that I I think Agent Smith and I listen. I Hugo Weaving is Elrond. I fucking love Hugo Weaving. I, I, I he, and his him as Agent Smith in that first movie is one of the great villains in science fiction history. He's up there with Darth Vader. And I don't know, when when it starts to be like a 100 of him, it gets silly to me. And I realize that's such a dumb thing for for these movies, for any movie related to harp or something like that. But just the visual of it does nothing for me. And turning in, it, it, I don't know, I think just, it robs him of all his menace that he is now this infinitely uh, replicatable thing. I, it's a, it, Again, we talk about them taking big swings at ideas and... The visual never really works. I, 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 it just doesn't work for me at all. And the fact that it comes to take over the entire trilogy and become like the really the fulcrum under which the whole under which the whole saga re- re-
1: revolves around, that just never sat right with See, me. Steven the way I look at okay, it though ahead. is that it's it needed it because of the fact that Smith uh, represent again talk about it more. It's more easy to talk about in the third movie, uh, but that Smith <laughs> represents. The uh, you know he he's part of that system. He's created by that system, and instead of knowing how it works and wanting to fight to you know get free from it, he wants to instead make everyone like him. And so, especially if you look at it in terms of how this is a trans metaphor, how the Matrix trilogy again, Mm. I am a cisgender guy, and so I don't I'm not qualified to speak on it. But there are many articles out there of how that works, and so the Smith's idea of no everything needs to be order and I need to root i need to take you know uh make everyone like me and so it's it's a little literal, but I'm okay with that just because of <laughs> again the mochowskis just speak to me I don't, I yeah mean, I, I but I, I see yeah, where you're that. coming from I can see how. It might not work but, for everyone uh, on a I visual think level, the, but on a the, the problem is, level, it just works for me. Yeah,
2: I think what it the the issue is is that at least with the first one is that he is basically the most calm evil you've ever seen in your life. You're like, yeah, he's very structured, yeah. and ordered, but by the time the third movie comes around, where he's just suddenly devolved into like megalomaniacal in his method you're just like oh uh, I, I guess like what happened to just like the calm menace that he was in the first one? and even aspects of the second one like w- when he opens up like you're already like oh this is this is chilling and when you find out that that he can copy himself at the beginning you're like oh this is this is new and this is scary but then yeah as you say it kind of devolves into silliness especially like the what that that fight scene in the hallway near the end uh, that that all right, well, I yeah, know, I know, we're jumping yeah, we're ahead, good. but that's where it starts breaking apart into just like this is, this is more goofy than menacing.
0: And, for, and, and I, I'm totally with you about the Wachowski Sam. I, I love them as filmmakers, and for the most part, I am 100 percent willing to follow them down. It doesn't make logical sense, but like emotionally, it's really powerful. The metaphor is great. For some reason, this is the one that I just can't get on board. It, it bums me out because again, I, I love Hugo weaving. Uh, I, I love the idea of it in terms of like, what it says about the system and about the depression. But uh, yeah, I dunno, it just it doesn't does not work for me. Uh, I feel bad about it. So, that. uh
1: the the next scene uh is Neo uh and I love this scene. Uh, I, you might not, but I the again, like it's one of those things where people harp on these movies of being like uh exposition heavy, but I honestly I love every second of it. I I mean, not necessarily the council scenes, but the just the, when it's between two people discussing philosophy and the mm-hmm.
0: complexities
1: of again, like it's just the 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 boldness of the Wachowskis to do that in like the people and all people wanted of these movies was more shooting and more kung fu. That's what they wanted. <laughs> I and will me, as a ten year old, that's what I wanted. Yeah, but like <laughs> the fact that they're going to have this scene between Neo and the counselor, and th- this scene basically tells us what to expect with these sequels. Because he talks about uh, that we we kind of need machines. Like he talks about how uh, you know we should shut these machines down, uh, and you know we we need these machines to live. And then Neo's like, yeah, but we have the option to turn them off. Uh, but then you know the counselor says like, okay, we could turn them off. But then what? Now we're gonna die because we need, you know like uh, and so basically that it sets up which I talked about. I'll talk about in the third episode. Uh, is that ultimately this is where it starts subverting that hero's journey and that there's a, there can be a winner and a loser. It's getting rid of that binary. It's saying, like, no, we can't really do that. We need, we suddenly need this matrix. We need the machines. We need to be free from them. But at the same time, we can't just destroy everything. So I was, I didn't really catch that, before, you know, until this recent rewatch where, that's basically telling you everything you need to know for where what their uh, where their heads at for this. Yeah uh, my my whole thing my chapters. whole thing with that is I know it's
2: it's a very bold and unique concept that yeah no I appreciate a lot more now. But my problem with it still to this day is that there are like you mentioned there are so many of them that like so many scenes of exposition between like philosophical conversations where they're just essentially repeating the same thing over and over again without it actually progressing the like moving the plot forward in any real way. There's a, there's a couple of them that really do like, I think the one, the the one with Hammond, I think that does work and the one with the person who we'll talk about later. I think that one works in a way, in a way that I didn't expect it to the second time around, but The fact that they're at least like a good what five or six conversations where they're essentially repeating like the the idea of just what is choice what yeah the subverting the hero's journey in a way that's like you're bogging it down when you had it if you had cut this down by like two or three of them you would make
0: it just absolutely excellent but just it's it's a bit too much what it is for me is that the the genius of the original matrix the true genius of that film was that they figured out a way to have the central metaphor and the plot be one thing. The idea that there's a system called the Matrix that you are trapped in and you have to find a way free of it allows them to, as Morpheus is explaining how that works and how to free yourself of it, they're also furthering the metaphor of our own systems of control, our own government, and our own of technology. The problem with, with these sequels, instead of having the metaphor, they just explain those concepts to each other bold-faced.
1: You know what I mean? I, I mean, I I can see that, and I. But I, again, if you actually when I when I listen to what they're saying, like, uh, it's like, it's not really. It's kind of saying like, uh, they never actually give you. And there's a point where he, there's even a line in this where, uh, Neo's like, so what's your? Or is that your point? And he's like, uh, I don't really have a point. Like, you know, like <laughs> this is not what. Uh, it's kind of when spirituality. Their version of spirituality is like it's not about answers. It's about you making answers for yourself. Like you finding the answers, right. You can listen to this yep. philosophy. You can listen to this religion, but ultimately it's going to come down to how are you going to use that? Like I can own, like that's the stuff with the Oracle where she's like, I can't tell you what to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, right. and, and I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, that they're they're They do repeat themselves quite a bit, but like, uh, I just can't get mad at it. I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm too. I, totally. Maybe I can't think objectively <laughs> about these, but. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so we'll, yeah. Uh, next, uh, they go to uh, find the Oracle. Oh. Uh, Neo meets with uh, this guy named Seraph, uh, who I love, Seraph. And we finally get an Asian guy in the mate, which is. Because they borrowing so heavily from Asian cultures.
0: Be- before, that, be- before that, Sam, they. Uh... They leave against Locke's orders. That's kind of a big deal. Locke Locke wants every single ship on standby at Zion, so that when machines get there, they're ready for battle. And Morpheus insteads like, "Nope, fuck you," and takes Trinity Neo Locke away against those orders. Uh, And and that's when they go and they see Seraph, who was supposed to be Jet Li. Oh, really? Yes, I remember hearing about that. Apparently, well, Jet Li has said that like he's turned down Hollywood jobs in the past because wanted him to they wanted him to, like to mocap his moves and he was like and he didn't want to do that because if they if they had him doing a motion capture they would own those moves yeah, yeah. You know, without without his say so. And apparently that was one of the sticking points with the Matrix is he he didn't want them to own Jet Lee, essentially. Uh, and so he said no. Uh, which is too bad. Cause, well, I mean, I, I respect that choice, but it would have been cool to see Keanu Reeves fight Jet Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just, on a, just
1: <laughs> on a pure uh, fight nerd guy, that level, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a good fight. They're just so good at shooting action that it's ridiculous. Like, the uh, there's you're always, you know, it's just especially nowadays with everything cutting around bad fight scene, you know, choreography. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> this is an all-out, like, and even like he turns into he's like in a city and he turns into this old like a uh, you know Japanese do- like uh, almost like uh, out of like crouching tiger it's like, like the, it's you know it's it, it's like it feels so refreshing
2: just yeah. to see just like slow cuts <laughs> and just seeing like the actors' faces a lot in and the and wide yep. shots yep. of fighting yeah like thank you yep. yeah. yeah like even as much as I love the raid <laughs> it does have a lot of fast cutting and the, well yeah. the, for the first well, one yeah. yeah yeah and so. Y- Seeing this especially with a major Hollywood production, oh man
1: yeah, it's so yeah. like
2: I missed this,
0: i missed it so much and, they, and, they, and, and 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 like the John Wick movies you know, they shoot in such a way that you always see Keanu's face as he's doing it, so you know it's always it's I'm sure there's individual shots where it's not maybe not him, but for the most part really just look like it's him you know flying through the air doing the moves. Uh, they, they really try to emphasize that with the way they shoot and cut, is that you, you're always constantly
1: the way that, nope, this is him, this is him really yeah, it. and because c- ch- Keanu never stopped training between movies, so, like, there was a solid <laughs> three years where he was just, like, becoming that badass, and so it's, it's I'm, I imagine that he was, because well, he was doing a lot of small movies between uh, The Matrix and right. Reloaded, so I I'm, almost imagine that he did that, on, like, I'm imagining, like, in between uh, scenes of The Gift, he's, like, <laughs> training with uh, <laughs> uh, martial arts yeah
0: well also I guess I, I just found this out the other day and maybe thought maybe you talked about this on the episode, Sam, uh, that he like his spine was messed up when the first Matrix
1: so he couldn't kick. Yeah, he couldn't kick because he yeah, he got hurt or something and uh he, so so that's they, why I they think, never showed him kick he, really in the first one. I think other than, other than the the famous way he like runs up a
0: guy and kicks him, but like for those ones you can see that they're they're really using you know the range of motion a lot more. He's really putting himself into it, uh Especially in this. Fr- Again, this is a throwaway fight. It, it's really just. It's kind of just there to kind of break up the. Uh, there's a lot of
1: expedition on either side of this. It's kind of just like, eh, we should probably throw some concrete uh, fu. Yeah, there and to I it fresh. But it's such yeah, it's yeah. Just, like- so amazing, yeah. <laughs> and, and I like how. Yeah, they were just. They just didn't need a fight. But at the same time, like, I like how they managed to make that a thematic point where, you know, Seraph says, like, you don't truly know someone until you fight them. And, like, I just like. I mean, it's just nerdy as shit, but I like. It also makes sense, maybe not kung fu fight, but at the same time, it means that you need you don't really understand someone until you're like opposing them, right? Like until you you right. see their uh, what they're capable of, uh, and so yeah, this is when now this is the Oracle second scene of the Oracle, uh, and I, I just I love it. I think they have great. I think I love <laughs> uh, this because she you know she passed away after filming this scene. Uh, Gloria Foster and I just it's think it's so unfortunate them she, talk to each other she's so good at she's so good yeah uh, yeah and so yeah and then so this scene I, I really like I like the way uh, you know again lots of double talk where she says you know we're all here to do what we're all here to do uh and but then some more exposition where she talks about uh the exiles and so there are these basically rogue programs that the Matrix was gonna delete oh yeah but they uh Instead, uh, you know, escape, and I don't know if I ever fully can get behind the whole vampire werewolf thing. Like, I think it's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, th- no, see, I love this. I love the idea that every
0: supernatural, you know, in, in the world of the Matrix, any supernatural. In the same way that deja vu is, the yeah, yeah, yeah. reprogramming itself. Yeah. Basically, the idea that any supernatural phenomenon was angels, demons, whatever is. I just love the idea that in 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 reality, the idea that in, in this world there are just essentially ancient ancient gods yeah. wandering around, and every, so, and every so often they'll throw down, they'll become, and they'll have these supernatural elements. I love that idea. It always continues to bum me out. They just they just they set it up and they kind of meet Yeah, yeah. It.
1: I mean, uh, we get some never, cool visual like the ghosts, or like we get some cool uh, action scenes that we wouldn't get otherwise. But like, yeah, I mean, right. I, I know, it's one of those it, things where it's an idea that. I almost wonder, you know, because Warner Brothers basically made them, made them, make them back to back, you know, like that. I would almost like yeah, to see butchering. what would happen if they could breathe a little more, you know, if they would have the opportunity to. Uh, I don't know, but it's a it's a what if situation. There's, there's, there is a there's a part of me that wonders
0: if at the time, and maybe to this day, they thought they might continue to tell stories. They might there might be more anim, animatrixes, more video mm-hmm. games that that would have you know they kind of give themselves room to play with uh, like I said, it always just struck me as a missed opportunity yeah. um, the other thing the, the one thing I just want to highlight about this scene is I love how awkward Keanu mm-hmm. is against the Oracle he he you know he he, he takes sunglasses off he uh, <laughs> he clearly has no idea yeah, there's
1: this great line where he it. says like uh, <laughs> I felt like sitting like it just makes me it's yeah so good like Keanu plays a part, yeah, she, like she, she, just like this is weird man like <laughs>
0: She, she's, like, she's like, have a seat. He's like, I don't have to sit. She's like, you don't have to. He's like... <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> she just <laughs> actively fucks with him. <laughs> way- yeah. Yeah, she does. So, uh,
1: <laughs> and then she tells him about uh, that to get to the source, she needs to find the keymaker who's being held by uh, the Merovingian. Again, like, I don't know what any of these words mean as a cultural, <laughs> but now I love it. So... so- uh, so she, so she tells him that the next step in the journey of the one is he
0: has to go to the yeah. source. That's that's where the prop, that's where the prophecy will be completed, blah blah blah. And the way to get to the source is by this guy called the Keymaker. And the Keymaker is being held by an by an evil old program called the Merovingian. Now, does anyone here know what that means? The Merovingian. So, yeah, I, I meant to Google. It's cool, a, di- a
1: Merovingian <laughs> dynasty. It was a dynasty in France, uh, and it's. It kind of felt like he's oh. almost like, he's basically like Dracula or, or Satan, like he's, right you know, like he's this ancient, uh, again, he's basically just like one of the first programs, he's like one of the oldest programs. And so uh, I like that it's, it's without actually calling him Vlad, like it's a way of like, kind <laughs> of like, he was just this legendary figure that like, uh, you know, in Francia, like, you know, ancient France. Uh, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. And they, they they really hammer that track. I'm sure some history them. nerd is you know pulling their hair out with the way I butchered <laughs> that information. But Wikipedia is your friend. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then and so,
0: and so then then she leaves, and then
1: here comes the Smith the, Army. The <laughs> the burly brawl, and I, I just, I fucking love this scene. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like, uh, like, I, like said, uh, I said earlier, uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the effects, the, the animation doesn't really hold up necessarily.
2: Yeah, but... no, the effects right now in 2018 they look like shit. It, back then in 2003, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like that, that the the yeah. especially the one part where. Neo has the giant pole, and he just starts running on the agents. Oh God. I, as a kid, my mind exploded. As, as, yeah, an, as just, an adult, I was like, "This is silly," but I love it anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it turns into a full video game. It, it's the nature of effects. Like, it's just that it's that's always it's one of the the sad things about it is like uh, certain things are just not going to age well, and it's just the like. I mean, you get lucky with things like. Uh, Jurassic Park, because enough of it was practical that. Uh, but in this, it just yeah.
0: It, I, like, I, 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 I don't I don't know that that's luck though. I, I think that is okay. But, Spielberg under I think that Spielberg understanding the boundaries of the technology and this is them being like nope we're going th- we're going you know I, I, I admire that as well but
1: I think it works it works yeah. a little better in things <laughs> like Speed Racer where it's at that whole other level like that you know where it's like right you know it's like not even remotely trying to be realistic but like. Well, you know, what, you know, you know. What's funny is when it started and they and he
0: first started fighting the Smiths. I was like, "Geez, this actually looks a lot better than I remember than that than I thought it would." And then at a certain point, it just becomes. All-
1: it's the last I couple like, minutes. Oh, yeah, it goes it's, full on. It's like, oh, I think it's because it, when
2: it started, there was like maybe like what a good four or five people. It's like okay, it's like you could kind of blur that out yeah. and just you could see this. like okay, it's stunt doubles, so it's still relatively realistic. Yeah, it, but yeah, once you get like a hundred or so people all at once, it's like okay, no,
0: we kind of need to once, rely on CG right and now. And once and once Keanu's flying and th- with a pole, yeah, be, it, then you are just watching a PS2 game. <laughs> okay, uh, that that one but... shot is really is still <laughs> really bad when he swings that
1: pole in the air. <laughs> But I, I, mean, but I love that. But it's like it's intercut with great shots, like great moments, like when he gets the pole. It's badass. Like it's just like he, uh, sweet. Yes. Like he's like using a staff out of it. Like okay, awesome. But yeah, I get. It. I mean, it's one of those things where like I get it. But at least we have like it's yeah. I mean, well, well, here's, well. Here's the thing. With with that scene, the Wachowski sisters basically invented
0: superhero mm-hmm. action. That that's how every every Marvel movie every. You know, superhero movie has that fight of one guy versus the horde it just they were like f- two or three years yeah. too early with it and, and that that's 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 the price of being an innovator exactly. is you sometimes yeah it's like I say like, and again it's why I I, I love the jalousies but they and so, when you go big sometimes you gotta eat shit and it, it's it's too bad but it, I, I respect the hell out of yeah. it but yeah it just it <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you
1: know. so uh, and now uh, goes back to the council and uh, and basically, like, but it's 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 whatever. But I like the the but Niobe stepping up to help them is it, it warms my heart. Like, yeah, badass Jacob think Smith. Go ahead, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so they, they so but so they send two ships. They send one ship. So okay. Also, the guy who, we should mention this, the guy who got turned into Agent Smith is still Agent Smith, but yes. in the real world, yeah, he like, just took over a, his body a shot before
1: they. Before they left Zion, like he shows up trying to kill uh, Neo, but he gets interrupted yeah. by the kid,
0: uh, and he's like he's he, he's cutting himself. He's trying to kind of in, in, and he's trying to like uh, wiggle his way deeper into the. So there's there's a, there's an Agent Smith in human form, which yeah, is, is is running around is Zion disturbing. right now, and so <laughs> so then in, in this council scene, basically Locke's that the Locke's preparing for the for the machine incursion. And the Count's like, hey, um, cool with that, but isn't there, like, a Jesus that's supposed to be on our side? What happened to him? What happened to Jesus Superman? And they send two ships, and they ask for two volunteers Mm -hmm. to take their ships to go, you know, try and contact Neo and Morpheus. And one of them is, yes, Jada Pinkett Smith kicking ass. Which again, awesome. ties to the edge of the matrix.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's literally, like, all they gave her to do is, like, listen, we need something to tie into it. So let's have your whole, so, like, let's have your whole thing happen
1: in this game. Uh, yeah, and then, so yeah, that happens and then they go to the uh, see the Merovingian. Uh, he does some more uh, pretentious, uh, but I, actually, this is one of those info dumps that I like because it works that this guy just sucks like it's basically like it's the way that, that's, the way Trinity, that's the way Trinity and Morpheus are reacting to him like who is this asshole and why do we have to put up with him and like right. as weird as that but it, it makes sense to me like this character is basically he knows how the system works and he's basically it's the way he's using it to his benefit like he's using it basically just to be a sick fuck who like uh, basically drugs women to that he you know uh, oh, and basically, was, he's just being a bacchanalia's dick. That that scene just, where the girl gets the orgasm
2: from eating the thing. <laughs> yeah, that was. I th- I was I'm so sorry, like as much as you guys it. have been like clarifying <laughs> me on some shit that I've been kind of just like iffy on. There's no way you could defend that <laughs>
1: stupid ass shit. No, there's no, there's not really, there's no reason for that scene, but. And and the, the the crash zoom into her it, it, between her yeah, legs, yeah. the
0: explosion between her
2: legs. It's yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. No, like you guys mentioned, it's like it's very much like a devil, like kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah type deal. But it's yeah, it, it's it's so cringy. It's fucking yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, so yeah,
0: and then, but so the Merovingian has a, his wife is Monica yep. Bellucci, who, who was a bride of Dracula in. Bram Stoker? Yep. Dracula. Mm-hmm. She was, yep. wasn't she? Um, so yeah, they're they're really hammering that uh, Dracula connection with this character. Not, I can't believe it's well, forgot that. And part. her name
1: is Persephone. So he's basically Hades. He's Satan. He's oh, holy yeah. shit! How did I
0: catch yep. that? I
1: mean, <laughs> and then in, again, in revolutions, they literally go to hell to meet him. So uh Dax, it's basically he's asking, like that. You know, uh, again, subtlety's wow. not their flavor, okay. and that's what that's I love awesome about enough. it. But uh, <laughs> so.
0: Anyway, but, okay, but, but so he basically he tells them to fuck off, basically. Yeah,
1: he says fuck off. Like, he, I'm not giving it. I'm not giving you the keymaker. Why would I? He's mine. He's, like, he's un, he, he's and he's unimpressed by them. He thinks they're just more humans, yeah. more boring. But humans. Thankfully, uh, so then they leave, and then there's this great like. Morpheus has this line that says like, uh, "What happened is exactly what needed to happen." She's like, "How can you tell? Because we're still alive." like that's, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Yeah, I love. I just love. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne being a badass is always wonderful, Uh, and then yeah. So Monica Bellucci, uh, so Persephone comes to help them. Basically, she's sick of this shit. She's she likes she's sick of being Mm -hmm. a uh, program in this where nothing matters, where everything is just uh, an equation, everything is cause and effect, and she's like, I'm interested in these two that want to just want to make out all the time. (laughs) So she's basically like, if you kiss me, I'll give you the key maker, and I love reaction that's amazing oh yeah she goes what <laughs>
0: bless you carry Moss.
2: uh <laughs> even in freaking yeah, like <laughs> in freaking i'll shoot you in the head <laughs> in enter the matrix uh both times when you play as either niobe or her partner ghost you come across Persephone, mm-hmm. and both times she's like yo listen i let you pass
1: if you kiss me and they both do it so i was like oh all right yeah oh, really <laughs> craziness uh play that yeah down? and then uh so she takes them uh, through to the. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so but
0: they start going through doors leading to like other realms. Yeah, because, and
1: so she takes it? them to this room with these two. And I love these two werewolf okay. dudes that are basically like dogs. They're like, yes, yes, it's great. Uh, and there's and Dracula she, on she has, screen. She, has silver, she and she has silver bullets mm-hmm. in her gun. Uh, yes, yeah, so she kills them, and then that leads basically to this awesome, which is maybe my fi- th- this next, you know. 25, 45 minutes of, or, it's almost like a half hour of a movie. It's just yeah. badass fight
2: scenes. Oh, I love dude. it so much. It's an entire this act. Yeah. still, to this day, one of my favorite action scenes ever. Like, I know I've talked to some people who are like, oh, it goes so long, and it doesn't really lead much in actual pro- plot progression, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck.
1: This shit yeah, just looks well, cool. The shit, there's <laughs> knives and spears, damn it. Dude. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, yeah. You know, the foyer fight is what I call it, uh, and it's it just remi- we'll talk about you know, it just reminds me of how much I wish we had more big budget movies with sword fights. Like we need more of it, more? <laughs> uh, and Tiger Chen is in there. Uh, is one of the Yes he is. Oh, is he really? He's Who the guy he with see? the he's the Isn't it uh, like, a, like a tan coat or whatever? Yeah, he's got a tan like leather like almost like maybe like crocodile or snakeskin coat on. He's got a very distinctive haircut. This. He's the one that uh, Neo, like, bashes to death with the club at the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, just badass flipping and wire foo and, like, he's just taking out this army with swords and, I mean, Neo runs through guys with swords. How, how can you not love it? And he just blocks an axe swing with his mm-hmm. hand and gets, like, one drop of blood yeah. out of it.
0: Oh, okay. Before we go any further, a giant uh, piece of mythology that's kind of tossed out, which is when uh, Neo talks back to the Merovingian. The Merovingian says something like, Your predecessors had more respect. And oh, right. And it, we didn't know what don't, that meant I, until. I don't don't catch, yeah. Don't, yeah, you, yeah. You don't catch it because you don't know what it means to the first, but you, you now it's like, His predecessors, what, what is that? Like other humans? You find in the architect scene what he meant and just. Yeah, it's, it's really really cool how they kind of thread that stuff in there and
1: also you see uh, the guy uh, from uh, that you meet in the Revolutions uh, the uh, is a program uh, you actually see him in this scene I never noticed that until I watched it yesterday so that's amazing oh you yeah. got the kid with the little yep, girl Yeah, because the, they it, film these back to back so uh, right it's pretty cool uh, and then we get to oh so, the,
0: so the key, so the key maker is on yeah, the yeah.
1: run but, but his keys are like
0: magic They he, he can like go from like a a, a uh, a mansion in the mountains to a parking garage in <laughs> the city where yeah, he can basically travel so Trini- anywhere in the matrix with the with key. his keys yeah. and so Trinity and Morphs are chasing him and they're being chased by two Al- Oh, the twins! Sure the awesome twins, <laughs>
2: which are maybe my favorite addition in this movie. Like, I wanted so much yep. more of him, and, like them, and like characters like them in the series. Just like, let's just get full on weird with it. Like, I know we've already established like, <laughs> like semi vampire werewolf characters, but I'm like, no,
0: I want weird ghost type dudes. <laughs> and we've talked about how some of the special effects we don't hold up, but the the twin ghost effect looks fucking yeah. awesome. And continues to And they and they use stuff. it so
1: well in that freeway chase. The they, oh my the, god!
0: Oh, and even even in the in like the knife fight scene in, in the in the parking garage, the way they kind like of zap in
1: and out of being uh, like slashed, yeah. Aerial, yeah. It, yeah,
0: it's so so
1: cool. Well, it's, so it's so well stylized done. that it like it doesn't matter what it looks like. It just looks so badass. <laughs> uh, and so I timed it this time. So this gets to the freeway chase, which is maybe. I mean, it's second, maybe to like Fury Road. Like it's all you know. Like that's how great it. Is. Like it's <laughs> this it's so well shot, and they 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 literally built a freeway. <laughs> <do this> <laughs> And it's 15 <laughs> solid minutes. And I'm like, oh my oh, god. So good.
2: <laughs> this is. I should also state that like, I said The Matrix is my second favorite movie of all time. The first being Mad Max Fury Road. And I think this is the absolute precursor <laughs> to that because it's just nothing but fucking vehicular mayhem. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And you, you, you're just watching like, oh my god, they gave them a blank check. And they whole chapter was just like, okay, we're gonna build a highway, we're gonna blow up we're gonna the highway, We're gonna destroy tons of cars,
1: flip shit, yeah. And I love, so, like, Neo is stuck, uh, Merovingian fucks him over, basically shuts a door so he can't, uh, he can't save them right away. Like, so it's the tension's great. Like, Neo's basically halfway across the world and he has to fly uh, to the city. And, like, I, I always like that this is basically, it's basically just one city. Like, it's just one massive city that yeah. everyone in the Matrix is in. Uh, An unnamed massive city. Yeah. And then, so yeah, we get to this uh, the scene. It's, you know, it's hero. It's, it, there's basically three parties there's uh, the heroes, the agents, and the ghosts all trying to kill each other. Uh, and yep. basically just save the Keymaker. And Randall Duck Kim is basically. In the middle of this mayhem. And I'm so interested in how, that, how they did that.
2: <laughs> there are... So st- cool. there, like, we could literally list every single thing in order. And every single part of it is a highlight real moment in itself. Yeah, we could have an episode Morpheus just about
0: this Morpheus kills a car scene. with a sword. Morpheus kills a car with a sword. Which is legitimately one of the coolest yes. fucking things ever. And... And they and that happens early, and then they keep going. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> like it, like, I, I, like in any other movie, in, in, in any other movie, that's like the punchline. It's oh yeah, the hero kills a. Uh, if if the movie was cool enough to have a moment like that, which most movies aren't, uh, that would be like the punchline, like to, to to cap the scene. They toss that out like early on,
1: then they get, like another. 10 yeah, I mean, of car the, so I I took bullet points of each. We won't. I won't go too deeply into it. Please, so no, like, no, no, please, do. Yeah. Okay, so ghosts fly into the car into their car. There's fighting while Trinity... Like, Trinity's driving and then, like, using a knife to, like, deflect a nu- Like, she's literally defending a knife attack while she's driving and she does it so bad. Like, she's never worried about it. She's just like, nope, fuck it. I'm going to fight while yep. I'm driving. <laughs> uh, and then, like, uh, Morpheus is using a samurai so- sword in close quarters. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> fucking Morpheus has a skatana. Why wouldn't he? Uh, yep. And then an agent jumps like from car to car and he like literally like okay just jumps into it i will pause it, right like, there over. that yeah. is also one of the
2: coolest things i've ever seen because i remember seeing that <laughs> in the trailer as a kid and i was like how the what the i need this <laughs> and just god it's so cool yeah just seeing him die from car to car and just seeing all the cars just like fly in the air in slow motion behind him it's like this is what i came here to see <laughs> And then uh
0: they, also, they, also, they, also, yeah, ahead, they, they do the movie thing. Well i was say they do the they do the movie thing with the Blues Brothers crash of there's a big there's a big crash and then there's twenty cars driving full <laughs>
1: <directly> into the <laughs> crash.
2: <floor>. <laughs> uh yeah.
1: And then uh so the Trinity and Keymaker jump off a bridge and fucking onto a <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> truck. Uh they you know and then this is where and then next Morpheus yeah, he literally like standing in the middle of the highway Fucking kills a car with a sword and then shoots the shit out of it with it's his p- submachine, submachine gun. gun, and then it blows up and the plume of fire d- kills the ghosts. Fuck yes, yeah, god, that it's so <laughs> incredible. Just
2: just the shot. Ever Sam you sent me this in a give the other day? Where I was like, yo, I fucking love this. Right? Yeah, it's him, uh, Morpheus, almost getting hit by the Cadillac, and then he sl- when he slides over, to do that slash. It's so so perfectly like it's it's that samurai shit because you knew that as soon as he got that katana he's like yeah, he's gonna do something with that and then that happens and you're like yes yeah and then
1: uh, trinity being a badass on her motorcycle weaving through traffic running away from she, 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 uh, she, agents she drives the most she drives motorcycle off the truck fucking morpheus <laughs> jumps onto a truck stabs his sword into it the splits between two semis while they're going full speed, (laughs) and then throws Randall Duck Kim up onto the roof. Oh, my God. It's so, so cool. Like,
2: (laughs) honestly, also, I would like to say that, like, I realized that 2003, for some reason, was the year of the car chase, because there was this, there was Too Fast, Too Furious. There was um uh, the Italian job, and there was Terminator 3. Oh, wow. All all of those had crazy ridiculous car chases. For some reason they all came out in the span of like three months. <laughs> and yeah, was I he, mean uh, it's it's wonderful. Wasn't too, oh, we Final nation 2, I forgot about
1: that too! That was in January. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then Morpheus fights the shit out of an agent on top of this. Uh, and there's this great shot where it revolves around the truck, like it does a wide shot of just them standing on the truck, you know, like about to kick ass, and it just does a three sixty around the truck. It's like the Sergio sur- sur- Leone like mm-hmm. standoff,
0: except they're they're standing on an eighteen wheeler truck going down the highway, and one of them has one of them's Lawrence Fishburne. Samurai, <laughs> and
1: where... is the is the <laughs> agent fighting music not just the fucking coolest thing yeah, ever? It is so cool. <laughs> And and I and I love that Morph is, is by this point just unfazed
0: by agents. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in the first in the first one, they said the agents are like they're, they're the killer shot. They're the big boss. You, if you see an agent, mm-hmm. run. It's suicide to fight an agent. In this one, he's got Right story. He's like waving on the agent to fight him. Oh, it's so yeah. Bad. And he
1: gets the he gets the only uh, he does the let's go uh, you know hand the hand motion uh, from the first one. Motion, yeah. The best callback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, and then the trucks fucking collide. So another agent takes over oh, yeah.
0: another eight, 18-wheeler and they crash. The, so eight, so the agent that he's fighting punts him off the 18-wheeler and you think, oh my god, more sky. Niobe.
1: <laughs>
0: By Niobe, which I...
2: It's, it's in, in Edge of the Matrix. There's a yeah. on the highway.
1: And it's that exact... And actually, like, the the engine revving noise, sound effects they use in the movie are in the game, too. So I remember, like flipping out about that oh. as a kid. Like, when I say they're
2: in the game, they don't did CG. Like, they literally filmed this in live action. So they filmed this
0: concurrently. Uh, it's basically like watching deleted scenes. Uh, okay, so... But so she catches Morpheus, tells him, go kick his ass, yeah. which is awesome. Morpheus jumps from the car to the 18-wheeler. Full of kick Punch the agent off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, the agents take over the drivers of the 18-wheelers
1: and drive them into... Well, he does, like, a fucking, like... Uh, like a, like it does like a grasshopper thing where he like, badass, ass, yes. <laughs> mo- you know, like, uh, like, you know, uh, karate kid, like mantis kick jump. But, uh, yeah. And then the trucks fucking, yeah, he gets punted off. He takes over truck driver. Uh, and then the trucks literally like ripple into each other. yep, <laughs> Uh, and then Neo finally makes it and cuts, you know, flies them away. It's just a perfect sequence on every level. It's like I don't know if those trucks clear. had
2: I, I don't know if those trucks had napalm in them, but that it looked apocalyptic <laughs> before Neil showed yeah. up.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that again, that sequence is. It's I could watch it every day for the rest of my life and not get, find something new to see and. Uh, so well then <laughs> I bought the blu-ray just to watch
2: that scene again <laughs> and that's one of those ones where again the effects kind of look questionable in the in 2018 but at the same time there's so much so style badass, and coolness into it, yeah. to it like yo listen I don't mind it it's so yeah. just so badass and like what immediately after that you see Link he was watching the whole thing and he's like yes he did it <laughs> and I was like that's <laughs> me <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's us in that moment, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, that, they, they get out, uh, the, they take the Keymaker to, and now they have to start planning this, uh, assault on the tower, which brings us to that dream that opened it up, uh, and so they plan about stuff. Morpheus talks about Providence, like, we have three ships and three objectives, it sounds like, you know, destiny to me. Uh, so, okay, but so can
0: we, can we try to like break that, down- so they're they trying to get Neo to a room in a hallway
1: that will lead him to the source. But but what is that building supposed to be? I mean, he basically just says that there's... A, the Keymaker says, like, there's a building, and on this building is a level that no elevator can reach. And so it's like... Right. Uh, it's basically just... Again, they they use... For, for whatever reason, the Matrix uses a city as its architecture. And so there's a way to... If you... Uh, like you need to shut down uh, the security. It's basically just a way of simply explaining co- this complex machine. Like it's just yeah. I, I just I don't understand. I, the thing I was, I was confused
0: on is what what is the point of the other two teams? Like they I, they shut. They have to the shut pa- down the, the power the electricity.
1: Plants. Yeah, they have to just. So oh, okay. yeah, it says uh, the logos must destroy a power plant in the matrix to prevent a security system from being triggered. Uh, the logos has to basically take out the backup. Like there's a okay uh, emergency, uh, like an emergency override. Like, yeah. Oh, like the, okay, okay, okay. So like, and so that they need be, to okay. take those out, and then they have a small window where Neo can get through the door. It's basically right. that's basically okay. just enough reason to like, and he asks Trinity to sit it out because he thinks that you know, he's afraid of his dream coming true. Um, but then, of course, one of the... Uh, uh, Sentinels take out uh, one of the ships. And so Trinity has to go in. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ship... The yep, ship yeah. That isn't again, you do that in the up. game. <laughs> they all die. Uh, but so,
0: and also... But by the time it gets blown up, Morpheus and Neo, the keymaker, have already gone through the door, so they can't contact them. So Trinity puts herself in the sure so she can yeah. blow and up... Yeah, and so she does her badass... Alive.
1: Uh, flip off of the motorcycle, which... They show both times because of how awesome it is. Like, I want to see that twice. Thank you. Uh, And, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, so they get in there, uh, and they're about to go through the door, um, but then the smiths show up again. Yes. And this is the part where I said it
0: gets, it looks silly. There's this long hallway that's just all doors, and and every door is flying open, and smiths are pouring in from every side. Uh, They try and assimilate Morpheus. Yeah, like, then, yeah, yeah, like at the, the, the last The keymaker like
1: goes through a door and then ends up on the other side because he can go through any door. Uh, and then there's like it's just it's just the fact where there's dominoes. No, that's in and the, that was in the brawl, Burly Brawl. There's yeah dominoes and bowling pins. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: you know Bulletin, what this reminds yeah. me of.
2: It, this whole fight scene, yeah, in the hallways of smith it reminds me of some Scooby-Doo shit. Like, where you just have that scene where they're running <laughs> through the hallways and everything. This is what I got the vibe I got from it, and yeah, that it, that's what
1: kind of undermines it for me, but yeah. Uh, but then, cuts to, so yeah, they uh, get through the door right at the last second, but uh, the Keymaker pushes the door, to, to save Neo and Morpheus, he puts himself in front of the door so that uh, the when bullets they, will hit him. Yeah. Uh, and he dies. Which is kind of unfair. Neo yeah. can stop bullets. It's kind of unfair. <laughs> but it's, almost, it's another one them. of those things where they say, like, he just, that was his purpose. Like, that was his. Uh, yeah. So, finally, you know, he gets through the door. So, so, so,
0: so, so, he, so the key maker gives Morph's a key mm-hmm. saying, this will take you home. and he gives Neo key saying, this will take you through the door. And does the door say 101 on it? Did I'm you say 303? Not remembering, but... Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, in, any, in any case, he, he turns the key, the door turns into light, and he gets zapped to...
1: My man, the architect. This is the most <laughs>
0: controversial part of the movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm... I, again, as a, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it when I was 12. I don't know what the hell he's <laughs> using these big dictionary words. But it's kind of the point. Like, he's like this, uh, this super uh, pretentious... Uh, elite, you know, intellectual asshole that like controls everything, and he's just like has no time for anyone. He's just like, you know, just on this other level where he just doesn't give a shit about uh, these paltry humans. You know, like <laughs> he's a machine that never learned mm-hmm. how to be human. Like, like even you know,
0: Agent Smith, the other agents are obviously removed from humanity, but they clearly learned to. You know, uh, Hugo Weaving said he his voice was inspired by Walter, mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite. So they've clearly assimilated how to be kind of authoritarian towards human. The architect does not care. Yeah. no. He does not care. You, you know, it, it actually, one thing that actually helps the scene is that that actor that plays the architect, I don't think he's ever really been in anything else. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's like a stage actor over in Europe. So it, it's one of those deals where
1: he just is that character. And, uh, yeah, and there's this great thing. I did, So he talks about a bunch about, you know, uh, the equation needs both, you know, this perfection, like, you know, uh, the Matrix is perfect, but I like how his, it's, I don't think just the facial, the design of him, it's like, it is uneven. Like, it's, <laughs> he talks about symmetry and perfection, and yet his beard is, it's something, I don't know how intentional that, but I feel like it had to have been <laughs> because of how neatly tailored his beard is that it's slightly asymmetrical. Well, so they,
0: they flesh they flesh out an idea that was tossed out mm-hmm. in the first matrix, which is in the interrogation scene Agent Smith says the first matrix was perfect. It was a right. paradise and a utopia and humans mm-hmm. rejected it. And the architect the architect explains that they then followed that m- matrix with 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 a second version in which uh there were flaws, there were wars, there was crimes, there was all that kind of stuff. And because, it still yeah. didn't
1: work. And then he finally get this third version where he introduced so this is the real that the oracle is the opposite side of him, like that she's the the first person to understand that humans need some. They need love. They need hope. Choice, like, basically. Yeah, they
0: need they, they need they need choice, even if it's a subconscious. denial. The so, number they like, It's, it's this
1: illusion of hope. Like that's what he views it as. Like. Mm. to give them this idea that maybe they can succeed. And so that's where Zion came in, that they basically allowed Zion to happen. Apparently 5% of human beings didn't, uh, apparently 95% of humans accepted
0: the new matrix, 5% didn't. That 5% somehow became Zion. And at that point became something like 99% of humans was dealt with. And that the result, the the mathematical
1: leftovers was the anomaly, which is the one. Basically, this is where he reveals that there were, five other ones. There were five versions of him yep. uh, leading to this point. And, like, as a kid, I thought that there were, like I, asked, like... I thought that meant that there were, like, thousands of versions before. But he actually states that it's it's just five. Yeah. Like, he... Neo's the sixth version. Yeah. Right? Uh, and yeah. I don't think it necessarily... So the, the visual is that uh, it was Neo every time. I don't think that's true. I think it's just saying, like, that... Uh, you yeah you just happen to be the sixth time we do this. It's just it's just sh- it's just for the visual yeah. of like uh, a bunch of different Keanu's reacting differently to what he's saying.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I love it. Like they're like
1: fuck you. Yeah, like, those yeah. are great. Those are great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that that scene also just watching him do all the versions just kind of underlines that the disaffection thing he does mm-hmm. is a choice. Keanu can play emotions. It's just that he's choosing to play
1: Neo as yeah, and really, so really cool. uh, he's like, um, and he also says that. He was the first person to. He's like, you're quicker than the other ones. Like, he's like, you're getting yes. this better than the other ones did. Like, uh, we needed this guy to do it. And it's almost just like, and so. Well, and so, so,
0: what the architect explains is that when they talk about saving humanity, they're not talking about overthrowing the Matrix. They're talking about preserving uh, the last remnants of it after the machines destroy Zion, which they've done mm-hmm. five times in the past. So, the, the idea is the machines. Uh, the cycle is the machines build a matrix, the humans reject it, uh, uh, an, anomaly, an anomaly occurs, and then the machines destroy Zion, and the anomaly, the, that particular one, will select individuals from the matrix to then be taken out of the matrix, and they will then yeah. rebuild Zion, and centuries later, the cycle will right. repeat. And again. Right, and
1: so, and he says, like, there's this great line where he says, like we've gotten an exceedingly efficient edit. Like, yeah, it's the, <laughs> the cold efficiency of a machine. Like, that's... And so, he's perfect as that. Like, I, I love... He looks kind of like Colonel Sanders, but he's like... <laughs> just, you know, uh, no. Yeah, so he basically says either go through the door to the source and save Zion or uh, save Trinity. And of course, Neo's gonna go save trinity exactly uh, now my whole so thing he... now, now my whole thing with this entire sequence
2: is that I, i'll give i'll give to you like the kid and the adult version the kid version hated the fuck out of this <laughs> i was like not because of like what the concepts were introducing i was just so bored of the wordiness especially considering <laughs> everything that just happened for them to say hey we're not gonna do that we're just gonna have a guy talk and explain to you everything that's happening as a kid I was like this is terrible this is boring I don't give a shit about any of this. Now I have two split decision split ideas as an adult. My first reaction to this is this is also just like the kid this is fucking stupid why would you do this? Now second Ooh. my second thought was this is really really fucking bold as we talked about this is a series that's taken a lot of creative risks with the idea of a blockbuster and Mm -hmm. so for this whole thing to say hey yeah this whole hero's journey you went through this actually bullshit we plan this whole thing out that is incredibly brave (laughs) that like that is something i i
0: my mind is still trying to wrap around it but i'm like that's actually kind of cool as fuck And and it really speaks to the, the Wachowski and really it's something like it comes up with a like revolutionary fiction we saw it with the hunger games we saw it with uh pretty much any kind of story about uh someone trying mm-hmm. to overthrow a dystopia which is the idea that the idea that revolution and freedom are actually or the hope of freedom are tools of the establishment right. to keep you in line to you know to, to keep the system going it's it's uh it's a very it's a very cynical uh very cyclical uh idea and, yeah, like you said, it, it's really, really bold to essentially say this the hero's journey we built for you in the first movie was a lie. It was a lie created by the machines, by the system to keep you in line. Uh, now fucking deal with that for six months. Yeah. It's insane.
1: I love it. As, as uh, messy as it may get, like they at, at that, they stay true to that. And I like – we especially now compared to most blockbusters, it's so – Things are so boring and pretty like it's almost it makes me like it's doing something similar, you know, like the, the last Jedi is doing with Star Wars where it's like, fuck your binary of good and like of that. There's going to be a winner and a loser. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, in this, it's like, what are you going to which we will talk about a lot in the revolutions episode of like, what happens when you win? Like, what what's next? And that's yeah, the fact right. that it's exploring it. It's hella oh, oh. Bold, or sure. like the- you didn't break out of the matrix, you're still in it. You're just
2: in a deeper right. level of it,
0: right? Or even the reverse of that sandwich is like, what happens when mm-hmm. you are just fucked? When you just when you've lost and there is nothing you can do, like what, like what what as a person, what is your response to that? You know, what is that, What and what does that reveal about you? Uh, you know who who do you become when? You're just out of moves, and you're just yeah. out of places to go. So, um, um, yeah,
2: Sorry, as much as I love that, like I said, I loved it, or in the sense of like, in a, in a like, holy shit, that's actually really different, creative. At the same time, it just introduces a whole other set of problems. It's just like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, you, you establish this yeah. really cool, like, mic drop. Now what? Like, how do you get the obvious, how do you get the audience to care if you just basically said there's no real meaning in this shit? Because literally, we've planned all this out. No matter what you do, you're still playing in our hands. You don't win. So, like, what do you do? How do you get the audience to give a shit? And I I don't think they ever answered
0: that. Yeah, and I I think one thing you could point to with these sequels in terms of maybe why they don't work as well as they could is that the ticking clock of the machines come to destroy Zion is really in the background. And you almost i can't, well, these movies take the second and third one take place of course yeah, like a the, day or two. The, right? it's,
1: they have twenty four hours now from this point that they're saying that the <laughs> yeah, are come so, in hours.
0: Um, yeah, I, I I I almost wonder if they had really played up that that threat watching it this time I was like, geez like that I know like there's an army of robots coming to, to wipe out humanity, but like I don't feel it the way I do in, in other movies, especially compared to the first Matrix, which has a very—it's uh, all about that journey. It's all about you know getting more information, so there's a, a real pulse to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't doesn't quite connect, I guess. And and to, and to your point, man, it's that idea of like, yep, you're fucked, bye, uh, and it doesn't really give the audience anything to hold on to heading into the last part of the story. And, and then the, the, cliff, the and the cliffhanger only kind of, the cliffhangers only Yeah, so uh, it goes
1: to uh, tr- you know, he saves Trinity uh, right before she hits the ground uh, and then he pulls the bullet out of her and then... That seems awesome, by the way. Makes her heart beat again. <laughs> yeah, uh, because, because he's that, God. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, someone pointed out that basically the first movie is about birth. Uh, this one's about like Reloaded's about trying to stay alive, like about life and then Revolutions is about death and change. And so, like, uh, the fact that he literally keeps your heart beating is, it's, again, it's, I just love the uh, unsubtle nature of that. Um, yeah. I'd also like to say that,
2: like, during the scene, yeah, where he flies over and saves Trendy, I love the visual of him flying so fast and just dragging all these cars and debris the cars. behind him. It <laughs> so, <good. laughs>
1: so cool. It's the coolest. I mean, th- th- there's, there, a, there's, there's a reason. You know, it's like, yeah. this, as, we also get that in Revolutions, but this is what the Wachowskis making a Superman movie would be like. Like, fuck yes. It's uh, the most animation I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, it's it's Dragon Ball Z and Superman smashed into one. Yeah, like, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, they ask, so they get out of the Matrix, and then this is where the cliffhangers, come, like, straight up, uh, Sentinels attack with a bomb. <laughs> They get out of the Nebuchadnezzar right before well, so it explodes. Ne- Neo, ne- but before that happens, Neo, oh, Neo right.
0: tells Morpheus the prophecy. Yeah. Is a, the prophecy is a lie, and Morpheus is like, "I can't believe that." Neo's like, "Well, if it wasn't a lie, then how mm-hmm. come the war is still happening? We did it. We did
1: everything we we're supposed to. Do, so, sorry, Every, but, everything you believe yeah. is a lie." And I also Bye. love though <laughs> that Neo's like, "Okay," it's similar to what he did in the first one, where he's like, "Okay, I'm not the one, but I don't give a shit. I'm still going to fight. Like, I still believe in. I still believe in." people in love and I'm gonna to try to fight for it like so what are we gonna do um but it's still pretty simple we're like I mean they literally it explodes and then ne- Morpheus is like you know yeah, I've dreamed a like dream a, a but now that dream is gone from me yeah. and that's like the whisper just Lawrence Fishburne fuck where was the uh, Oscar yeah. nomination <laughs> And <laughs> yeah but and then it ends uh with uh, Neo now so then this, can fucking like a- destroy Sentinels with his mind in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This
2: is this is where I was like, I even where the every the entire audience <laughs> was also like, wait, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? And yeah, with that, and then the other cliffhangers just. Uh,
0: I yeah. Love it. So, so, but, so, okay. So, 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 Neil uses his powers that come, are in the real world now to kill the Sentinels and then passes out. And right as the, everyone's freaking out, another ship pulls up and reveals yeah, that. uh Is it get locked the guy's
1: The council sent uh, six ships out to because the Sentinels were going to cut like basically to try to stop them before they. Yeah, and so Again, but instead, sh- someone. Fucks up and triggers the EMP too early, taking out all the ships. So the Sentinels are are sitting ducks, basically. And he says that there's only one survivor, and of course it's Smith. And it yep. literally does and the just, uh, uh, to, to bump, be concluded. Bump, bump. <laughs> it does. It, do, it does. Mm-hmm. a bump, 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 and all then clank. The,
2: <laughs> and, and just to add, you know, also the, this also happens in End of the Matrix where, Yeah, they're like they're. Uh, the last level, you're basically in the ship, in the logos, trying to shoot, fight off Sentinels. And then, yeah, the EMP thing happens, and then you just got, you, you just, like, get just locked out. But the way they set it up in the for the sequel in the End of the Matrix, of Enter, uh, Enter the Matrix, it's them just kind of waiting to be rescued and goes like, oh, listen, what the fuck do we do now? Like, what happens next? And mm-hmm. Naomi's like, I don't know. Whatever happens is going to be one hell of a ride. And, <laughs> oh, <God>. and <laughs> thinking about that now, I'm like, no, we were in for uh huh, we were in for something. <laughs> it was a ride, but I don't think I liked it.
0: <laughs> just as a, just as a side note, the uh the nurse in,
1: uh,
0: in the in the med bay at the end there is yep. the star uh, of Babadook. Yep. Oh, really? Davis?
1: Yep. What's fucking? Oh yeah, I forgot. Australia, I keep forgetting. This, yep, is, a, this is a actress, mostly yeah. Australian production. Yep, they filmed it all in Australia. Yeah, every certain eh, scenes which they filmed in uh, Chicago and uh,
0: outside outside the main crew, pretty much every actor is Australian, yeah. which is why you, which is why you don't see them very. And I was tweeting about the Matrix the other day, and someone pointed out that like half the cast like got their start like Australian soap operas uh, and went back to them after the Matrix ended <laughs> because yeah, you know, not a lot of work out there. But yeah, Essie Davis, uh, very young Essie Davis, uh, is... And I believe she gets killed immediately in Matrix mm-hmm. Revolutions. Spoiler uh, for that No, movie. it's
1: it's quite... Uh, late. It's like halfway through... Midway through it, but... Uh, okay, so... It's yeah, very, very so, uh, yeah <laughs> so that does it for uh, the Reloaded, uh, Matrix Reloaded. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm a full-on fan of this, and you'll see... You'll get... Uh, my two guests and I, for the Revolutions episode, we... We're very pro uh, revolution, so <laughs> oh, maybe, this you know, revolution's okay. propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, I'll watch it. I'm watching that again this week. I hope I, I hope I like it more than uh, the first. Yeah, I think try to go I've into the open seen, mind. Like it, I and think, try to remember I
1: mean, if you're looking. I like looking at it. I, I talked about this in this, that episode where if you look at it, uh, especially like knowing more about the Wachowskis, I think it really affects how right. that plays out. But uh, uh, yeah okay cool Uh, thanks so much for joining me guys Uh, no problem dude it was i'm
2: glad to finally be on here and especially talking about the follow-up to my second favorite movie (laughs) even though again i there's some things (laughs) that i was not a fan of it's still a movie i just like watching for the spectacle of it and just Mm -hmm. like things just like watching stuff like the chateau fight or the burly brawl or the the massive ass car chase it's just like those sequences still take me back to like that 10-year-old wanting to see all this badass shit happen and <laughs> for the most part it's it's a lot more ambitious than i surprisingly gave it credit for and honestly rewatching, i got a lot more out of it than i did the first time and i'm glad i
0: did it awesome and that's the, that's the thing man is that like for all their flaws there really is nothing else out there like the matrix movies they are and there's, there's no other filmmakers out there like the wachowskis they are they are truly, truly brilliant. They are truly, truly innovators. And if their reach exceeds their grasp, sometimes it, it doesn't matter. I mean, that that's the price of being ahead of the curve, pretty much every single time out. I mean, Speed Racer is only now getting appreciated. A, well, a and it's something similar. Yeah, I it's something Alice- similar to like,
1: like especially like Jupiter Ascending, where like when their movies don't work, like I can't help <laughs> but like give me an original, uh, yes. kind of messy movie right. over Paint by the Numbers. Boring bullshit any day, like you know. That's maybe structurally perfect. Like 100. This is interesting shit. Exactly. Like it's yeah.
2: Like you said, it's just we don't get original ideas like this anymore nowadays. Like as much as I listen, I love the MCU. I love comics. I love all these comic book movies that are coming out. But at the same time, I just need something original. I need something different. I need something weird. And there, there's not that many (laughs) people that do it, especially on a massive budget. And the Wachowskis are the people who do it consistently. The quality varies right, yep. wildly, but I will never <laughs> not I will never not give them credit for doing something different. As
0: a testament, to, as a testament, to how popular these movies are that they essentially bought them a decade of bomb after bomb after bomb. <laughs> of they, they will consistently put the Matrix trilogy <laughs> because and you're still going to like, go like, you yeah. know, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Oh no, no. I listen, I love right. all those movies, but, but the idea of the, the like hey listen, we made you guys a billion dollars, so let's go make uh, a live action movie. Let us go make shank Taylor's The Wolfman in Space. Uh let us make <laughs> I was going to say how are you going to describe
1: cloud out because you can't, you, you can't can. des- <laughs> it's, I love it, but yeah, you can't describe it in one blurb. Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, great. Uh thanks so much again, guys. Thanks everyone for listening. Join me next time where we'll be discussing the final chapter in the Matrix trilogy, The Matrix Revolutions. Until then, keeping excellent to each other.
0: What you,
2: you, you say, what saying say, what you say, you say, say, What you say, what you say, you, say, you say, what you say, what?